Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Hip Senior Podcast, hosted by Marianne Bailey. Each week we sit down with seniors age 55 and up to share stories that will inspire you to live your life to the fullest. Plus, information on the latest services that will allow you to make your golden years into platinum years. So, grab your cup of joe, sit back, and get inspired. Hey everyone, it's Marianne. Welcome to Tech Tuesday. It is snowing outside here in Ohio. And today, we are with Ryan Lippy from the Ohio Attorney General's Office, and we are talking about romance and sweetheart scams. So if you've never met Ryan, he is the computer consumer educator um, at the Ohio Attorney General's office, and he teaches. Ryan, introduce yourself and tell everybody what you teach. Yeah, there's actually a few consumer educators in our consumer protection section, and our section wants to protect people in the marketplace. So whether you're buying something down at the mall or around the world, we want to enforce all the consumer laws and consumer rights, things like that. We go around and give virtual presentations um, to schools, to organizations, to groups about topics ranging from identity theft to consumer scams, to cybersecurity, things like that. So uh, what we're about ready to talk about is right down our alley, romance scams, sweetheart scams, as we get, uh, as we get towards Valentine's Day and then later on Sweetest Day. Uh, these, these are the scams that really take people for literally tens of thousands of dollars sometimes. And we are coming up on Valentine's Day. Today is February 10th. And uh, just so that I get this in there, tomorrow is my daughter's 23rd birthday. So happy birthday, Victoria, in advance. (laughs) But anyway, um, so romance and sweetheart scams. I bet that is a big thing, especially with Valentine's Day coming up, that people find themselves lonely and, uh, you know, they want to feel like they're needed and all the you know stuff like that and so they are often prey for falling into different scams so ryan tell us how that happens yeah i mean romance scams typically begin when a con artist and you can imagine these con artists are usually in other countries far far away they just sit around their computer look to fill up time by scamming us out of money and or personal information and with the romance scam that begins when this same kind of con artist, um, creates a phony profile on a dating website or on social media to attract unsuspecting victims. And again, usually usually the scammer is overseas, but sometimes they could be down the street or in a state in the United States. Uh, But usually they are um, just frauds and imposters that claim to be a business person working in another country or claim to be a military member stationed overseas. They might even send fake photos or fake documentation to try to prove their identity. When in fact, what they really do is just recycle these photos and and these these stories. Um, They say they're an oil contractor doing offshore drilling. They say they're a business consultant. You know, they'll give some excuse for being in another country and then they will wait 
they will wait until they think they've built up trust in someone who they say is their new girlfriend or boyfriend uh, or potential fiance, or they'll just claim to be in love with this person, the unsuspecting person. So uh, they build up trust. Sometimes it can take them a couple weeks, a couple months to build up enough trust where they say, now's the time to rope in this victim. I'm going to take this to the next level and ask for money. So they'll make up another story about how they need to get back home to America, or they'll claim the need to get emergency medical surgery for somebody in their family, or they'll claim they need money desperately because they're actually an American but can't do international banking in the country they're located in right then. So they'll come up with all these convoluted stories to get somebody in America, like you and me, um, but unfortunately, it's usually an older adult that falls for some of the sweetheart scams the hardest. But um, they'll talk with someone and try to con them out of hundreds, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars, especially with this type of scam. I mean, we deal with all kinds of scams at the attorney general's office in the consumer protection section. But this romance scam that I'm talking about usually hits the hardest. It hits vulnerable older adults for lots and lots of money because once they've roped you in with your heart, that really is a telltale sign that you're gonna follow the instructions of that new boyfriend or girlfriend. And you're gonna believe their next sob story about how they absolutely need your money. Oh, absolutely. Love is a very, very strong um, emotion. And when you're in love with somebody, you tend to do whatever, whatever you feel is gonna get you even closer to them. Yeah. Because once the story, and you said months, there, there's, there's fools out there that are in for longevity. Um, we, I listened to a radio show one time where this person, this gentleman was in love with this quote unquote woman. He had been corresponding with by email and the person had never asked him to do anything. And he thought, you know, it, it was the real deal or whatever. And he just was for years. And then finally, uh, this person asked, had told him that, you know, we're buying this property and it's for, I, I forget if it was a, for a church or a nonprofit or something like that. And we just have to get the money there and we have to do this and whatever and get the documents there and stuff. And he said, you know, I, I can't afford to help you anyway, in any way, but if you will send me whatever it is that you need taken there. I, I and buy me a plane ticket and pay for my food and my hotel. I'll be happy to take those, that stuff to that location. Yeah. And they sent him a plane ticket and they, you know, food vouchers or, you know, prepaid credit card or whatever for food or hotel or whatever the case was, was. And he got on a plane and he went to another country and with this package that they had sent him, and it ended up being that he was arrested for drug smuggling. Hmm. Wow. For being a mule. And yeah. they then now he had to spend all this money getting out of this trouble, you know, with attorneys and everything else and whatnot. And so you never like you said, and the problem is so the rest of the story was that his fan his son, I think it was, was trying to get him, you know, stop doing this, stop meeting these people someone that's you know 23 and you're 93 you know they're not in love with you 
Not to say that that really couldn't happen, but the chances are it's not. And so, and the consensus was that they could not stop him though, because it's not illegal to give your money away to somebody. Absolutely. And that the, the biggest, you know, the biggest lesson from all of these stories that we've heard, these real stories that we've heard if everywhere from Dayton to Columbus, all over Ohio, all over the United States. The biggest lesson to learn is don't give any money to someone you've only met online. Don't make any exceptions. Don't make any, don't break your rule because you think this time it's for real. Simply don't give your money away unless you've met the person and even then be skeptical because as you mentioned, a lot of times they use what are called money mules, people here in the United States to actually move the merchandise, move the money, move the gift cards, whatever they're trying to use as their currency. And that brings me up to another red flag. I mean, victims are generally asked to send money using a wire transfer service or a money order with money like MoneyGram, something like that, or Western Union. Sometimes they use prepaid gift cards, prepaid money cards. It's hard to trace payment methods because once the money is sent, it's nearly impossible to recover if you've sent it through one of those methods. So they're not typically asking for credit card numbers, although I won't say there are any, I won't say that there are any, any folks that don't. There are some that have accounts with credit card processors somehow, and they're able to process um, credit card numbers like a legitimate business. But usually, usually it's a gift card or a wire transfer or something like that. And it's usually overseas. That's why they begin their story with, well, here's the reason why I'm overseas. You know, the big lie about where they're from and why they're there. They're either an oil contractor, they're in the military, you know, some story to, um, to explain away why you would break the rule of never sending the, sending money to someone you've never met, and especially the rule that I always tell people to have, which is never send money online to anyone internationally. Never send money anywhere out of the country. Now, some people might be wondering how, and I think seniors are particularly um, susceptible to this, not saying that other people Younger people um, are not susceptible to it either at times, but seniors tend to be divorcees or widows and, and widowy, widow, widowers um, and people that are lonely and they just really want some attention. And how, you know, people wonder how, how in the world they, they meet these people. Well, you know, these days we encourage, and I do as well, I encourage seniors to be online beyond, you know, different social media and interacting with stuff to combat some of that loneliness. So that's why we're trying to teach people, yeah, it's great to be online, but we also want you to do this in a safe manner that protects you and it protects your family as well. Because a lot of times, if you think that you are in love with this person, you're a lot easier to be loose on, on the lips, you know, to be talking about your family and their schedules and mm -hmm. their money problems or their money wins or anything like that. So it's kind of like, you know, just because somebody friends you on Facebook or Twitter or any of these other social media sites does not mean that you have to friend them back. Always look at things that stick out as in, at you like and people sometimes don't even look at this look at who their friends are 
if you have 50 friends in common, okay, maybe. But then keep scrolling down and look, see when this account was created. If you see that this person has uploaded, that this person's really good looking and they've uploaded all of their photos, you know, in the last couple of days or last couple of weeks, and they're all kind of dated around the same date, mm-hmm. red flag. That's a fake account. Yeah. And anywhere where you can be a legitimate person trying to meet somebody else is a place where an illegitimate fraud artist could be hanging out. Just like they could be at your local coffee shop. They could be in your chat room. They could be in your bulletin board. They could be in your Reddit. They could be in your um, definitely on dating websites, paid and unpaid. So think of all the places you uh, you want to meet someone. It's a chance that it's going to be a scam artist. And if it sounds too good to be true, you know, if they're using a photo that looks like it comes out of GQ magazine or Cosmopolitan, it's probably phony. And you you have, and you have to be your own private detective, just like what you mentioned. That's great advice or have someone by your side that is more tech savvy. If you don't find yourself in that position to be tech savvy. Um, But you can do reverse image searches with their photos. Yeah. That's what I was going to recommend. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, I was agreeing with you. I'm like, absolutely. That's, that's one of the best ways to, when someone sends you a photo with that, or even on their profile to do a reverse thing. So Ryan, tell people how to do that. Well, it's real easy. I mean, you can go to a lot of different websites out there. You can put in the, the URL, the address of the photo or the actual file of the photo that they send you or that they claim who they are. And you can actually have it look, crawl. It's like a web crawl all over the web, trying to find that photo on other websites, on other chat rooms, other postings of that photo. So you'll know, for example, if it's been used 15 other times to scam people, or if they're on 15 other sites with the same story, or you see, this is even better yet, there are websites and bulletin boards that people have out there to expose the scammers, to post their photos, to post their stories about who they're pretending to be. So you know if you see somebody on that website, if that matches the profile and the photo that's been shared with you, you'll know you'll have even more certainty that it's a scammer and not a legitimate individual looking for love. Okay. So I just, while you were talking, I went into Facebook and I clicked on one of my friend's photos and I right clicked on that photo, through to that photo. So that photo actually opened up from her profile and I right clicked on it. And one of the options on there is search Google for image. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can do that with any photo anywhere on the internet. And then when Google opened it up, um, it's a picture of her and her husband and it's a possible related search, National Grandparents Day. So I will not tell you who this was, but she has a grandparent. Um, But it also pulled up, um, so it says no other images found. So of, of this image found. So obviously nobody else is using that particular image of them um, to promote their product or have stolen it or they're promoting themselves. Right. Right. But then if, when we scrolled down some, it gave us uh, visually similar images and it pulled up a bunch of pictures of couples because it was her and her husband in this photo. Mm, yeah. And so it pulled up a bunch of other pictures of couples and I'm looking through this and none of the, these are her. Um, I think one of these are actually a friend of mine and his wife though. Uh, but 
the um, what so when you're looking through stuff kind of like I said just see where if that photo was popping up anywhere else I've seen a lot of people send me messages on Facebook and messenger is another place to keep an eye out just because someone messages you doesn't mean they know you or they have good intentions for that usually they do not and uh, I had someone the other day and, and even Facebook, it popped up and says, do you know this person? I was just going to mess with them for a while, but then I figured I had better things to do. Yeah. It's always best to stay away from those folks. And we do have seniors though, even seniors sometimes want to take the scammer for a ride. And it's always fun to look on YouTube or other video sites to see how people, uh, you know, they, they see the come on is from a scammer and they'll keep them on the phone for hours and hours and waste their time. It's best to hang up, though. It really is. And to discommunicate with that person, because the more you communicate with them and what you think is innocent activity or you think is playing games with them, the more likely you are to share even small kernels of personal information that, they, that may come back to haunt you. They'll either sell your identity to someone or use it in the future to deploy another scam. Scam, uh, in your life. So it's always best to quit communicating, just, you know, ghost them, report them, do whatever you think is necessary. But, um, you know, that it's really important that you do your detective work or you find someone that can do it for you. Um, I don't want to cost anybody money. It's always great to have free services and reverse image searching is free doing, um, word searches. If you, if you, uh, put their profile and do a search on their profile. You can try to find whatever they've posted on other websites. And you'll know if, especially if it comes back from one of these scammer posting sites where people call out the scammers, you'll know that it's yet another person trying to scam you. Yeah. Just even going to Google and searching for the person's name. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll get friend requests from people and I'll, you know, um, go on Google and search for their name. And a lot of times it's, I don't do that because, oh, I think this person is somebody I want to know. I do it because I often take screenshots of this and I point out to seniors, you know, hey, look, you know, even I get messages like this. This is something that you want to be careful and and, and watch out for. Um, but sometimes just even putting their name in a Google um, will show you that it's actually, you know, a doctor out of Miami or somewhere, you know, whatever. And you'll find their actual website, especially when you do a reverse um, lookup with those pictures. Yeah. So, um, but, but you know that that person is a lot of times it'll even show you on Facebook, it'll show you their name, but then underneath that, it actually shows you their real name that they signed up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they yeah. may be Bob Jones, you know, good old American boy down the street, but underneath it you know it's 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 a name from another country underneath that well i'm sorry people with names in other countries don't also have american names it doesn't work that way yeah and, and of course anybody can get a free email address and sometimes right. you can get 30 free email addresses all in different uh, you know so if you, if you see something like you know paul jones 6523 at gmail.com or something you know question that um, if they're not using a corporate email account or a paid email account, they may have signed up for, you know, 30 fake email accounts, all with their same American name that they've chosen to scam people with. 
So well, here we, we got to back up on that, Ryan. A lot of people have Gmail accounts. That doesn't mean they're scammers. Oh, that's true. So, that's true. Especially around the senior age, they're not going to have like a corporate email anymore. So that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. See, none of this, none of these are telltale red flags. It's a matter yeah. of putting all the connecting all the dots and putting pieces of the puzzle together to say, well, this makes them a little more likely to be a scammer, or this, you know, this I think for sure calls him out as being a scammer. Um, here's some tips. Here's some tips that we give to consumers, especially older adults, in terms of avoiding the sweetheart scam. Six tips. First of all, do your research. Don't rely solely on what the person tells you. So you know about conducting the internet searches, check with independent sources to verify the person's claims. That's number one. Number two, be cautious of individuals who claim that destiny or fate brought you together. You guys heard that one before? Or, you know, very soon after you meet online, they claim to love you. That's sort of one of those too good to be true things. Uh, tip number three is be especially wary if you've just lost a loved one. Many times scammers scour through obituaries to find people who have recently suffered a loss. Tip number four, talk to friends and family members. So if that person asks you to keep the relationship a secret, definitely talk to other people about it because that's a red flag. Uh, tip number five is don't send money to individuals you've only met online. That's sort of where we began the conversation. Even if you've developed a relationship or what you think is a relationship, if it's only online, keep it there so, if you want. Sometimes if it's in person too. Yeah, and sometimes if it's in person, it could be a money mule or it could be a scammer that changes his name or his identity and just runs around the country doing it. I mean, right. that's the limit with these scammers. And my final tip is just be careful about the way they're asking for the money. If it's wire transfer, if it's Bitcoin, if it's money order, if it's prepaid money card, if it's gift card, sources like that are fine to send to friends and relatives you already know. But if a stranger or someone you think has a tinge to them that thinks you're they're, they're, you know, they're spoofing who they are, don't send it. Because those are the so those are some of the red flags of a scam artist, those payment methods. You know, Ryan, not to not to play um, you know, a psychiatrist or anything, but even even if somebody's always playing the sympathy card, you know, they scammers are pretty smart these days, especially online. But if they're always telling you sob stories, but they're not asking for money, they're yeah. still likely asking for money. They're just making, they're returning the tables on you and making you offer the money instead of them asking for it. Right. That's just as bad. Right. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. That right there is, is a scam artist. You know, you they... know if, if someone automatically has sob stories to tell and they're, you know, they, they mix it up a little bit, but they have always got, you know, oh, my, my, my mother's in the hospital or, you know, Something that always includes, you know, money somewhere in the equation or whatever. And they're trying to get you to feel sorry for them all the time. Now, keep in mind, some, uh, you know, some people just naturally have sad stories and, and bad things happen. I've gone through phases where, where, where I felt like that, right? We all kind of have at times. Sure. But when you are talking to somebody that you've never, like you said, never met in person, or even if you have met in person, and they've always got these sad stories and you're always feeling bad for them, you know, start raising those red flags going, what is this person's real intentions? 
and and what what do they really want from me yeah and see if anything about their their profile the bio they're giving you you know rings any bells about additional research you could do if they say they're um, a retired ceo or a current ceo well find out the legitimate ceo's name see if they're you know just see, see if anything matches up and even when it does match you know, a match up be very skeptical i know one lady um you're in the dayton springfield area miami valley area yeah. uh, man in montgomery county where dayton is began a multi-year online relationship with a woman he met on a dating website he was scammed out of ten thousand dollars worth of gift cards and of course he risked identity theft because he's provided her with his social security number. And that $10,000 is probably on the light end of things. I mean, there was a lady in Franklin County in Columbus area that um, through an online game chat feature, remember I said about all these different ways you can meet people, this was through an online game chat feature, lost $64,000 to the scammer and that was through Bitcoin. So, you know, they are lurking everywhere, just like the real scammers are in person. You don't know where you're going to get your pocket picked. Well, you also don't know where you're going to find someone who's a fraudster hanging out, ready to give you a story about how they've stolen your heart. You know, I know Bitcoin and some of that Forex and whatever can be legit, but it just scares the heck out of me because there are a lot of scammers that um, are out there with that as well. And if somebody approaches me and they tell me like they're a Forex trader or, or a Bitcoin, I block them because I'm yeah. so scared of them. And you gotta be, you gotta be watch, you gotta watch out for other types of scams as well, like investment scams. If they, if they claim to be in love with you and then they also claim to be uh, uh investment investor that has a great tip for you. Think about it. Don't use that friendship, that online only friendship as a rationale for following their investment advice, because it could be that's the scam is trying to get you to get into a penny stock or get into a stock you otherwise never would have heard of. And, you know, you tend to skip some of your due diligence when your heart's involved. If somebody talks to you at your own church or somebody's with you in the same military unit or somebody has the same um, neighborhood as you. If they tell you something, sometimes you don't do as much research because you have an affinity. You have a, you have a commonality to your relationship. You right. still wanna do your due diligence. If anybody close to you or far away from you tells you about a stock tip, do your own research. And now just a quick message from our sponsor of the day, Anchor by Spotify. Hi friends. This is Marion Bailey from The Hip Senior. Have you ever wondered what it takes to have a podcast? Well, I'm here to tell you that Anchor.fm is one of the easiest ways to get started. You can have a podcast up and running in one day. Did you know that? You can talk about things in your past, things that are going to happen in the future, things about a business or a volunteer opportunity. There's all kinds of reasons and things that you can do with a podcast. And I'm here to let you know that using Anchor by Spotify is one of the easiest ways to make a podcast. Everything that you need to record a podcast, to edit it, and to get it listed in all the major podcast listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Everything's in one place. 
simple to do. And oh, I forgot to mention, it's completely free. If you want more information about hosting a podcast or getting started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to our podcast. Ryan, what about, so a while back I had a person that contacted me. I think it was, I want to say it was on Facebook Messenger, started chatting and I could tell automatically that, that it was somebody up no good. And like I said, every once in a blue moon, I feel like messing with people, especially if I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, oh, let's take it out. on. You just, hello? Hello? Hello. Me to give them, and this is coming up to a question for you. This person wanted me to give them my, um, I don't remember if it was my phone number or if it was, I think it was um, a met the uh, Google Hangouts app um, ID. And I was like, I, I don't have a cell phone. He's like, yes, you do. And I was like, no, I dropped it yesterday. And it's, it's, um, I'm waiting for, um, Sprint to send me a new, um, or for the, no, I didn't even mention Sprint. I said, I'm waiting for my, my provider to send me a new, a new cell phone to replace it. And he kept going, well, get on your computer and get on here. So, and I think it was one of the Google products. So why was that is so important that he get me to use a different app than what we were already using? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, um, you, is that your question? Why yeah, is it so yeah, important? Why, because why is that, you know, we, like I said, we were already using an app to chat on. Why, why was it so important to use one of the Google products for that? I think it was like uh, Google Hangouts or one of those like that, that he was really adamant about. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was because it's so anonymous and he doesn't have any, you know, you could really can't find out more about him. I, I'm not sure why he wanted you to use a different platform. I mean, sometimes when you're buying and selling things, they want to do business outside of eBay or outside of Craigslist because they have something nefarious in mind. And the rules don't apply when, you know, the eBay selling protections and the rules and the monitoring doesn't apply when you're not using eBay. So if somebody talks you out of trading an item or selling something outside of eBay, all of a sudden the rules are disposed of and all bets are off in terms of your consumer protection sometimes. Maybe he just wanted to get off Facebook because he knew that other people would eventually probably have him blocked. And you wanted sure. I mean, he made this, it may hurt me. Yeah, it may just hurt him in terms of you being able to connect yeah. the dots. But um, it's really important that you do some research. And un unfortunately, I think some of your some of your story um, didn't make it to me. I was getting cut off some some bad ver some bad audio but on my end it's probably my <laughs> technical problem but um yeah i mean there there can be a lot of reasons why they want to do business or even personal business outside of where you originally meet for example some of these dating websites have rules some of these dating websites require you to go through a a process of of gradually letting someone into your life before all of the all of the channels are open and you finally can can 
can converse with them over the phone and by mail and you know and so if you if they talk if they talk you out of going into that dating platform and leave that dating platform and you're just using free email or free chat bots or something like that then uh you know those restrictions don't apply that are there to try to protect people from romance scams and sweetheart scams because i'm telling you i mean they know all the dating websites know and understand what these scams are it's just difficult to stop the perpetrator or once they shut down somebody they just pop up with a new name or pop up with the same name but a different profile and credit card yeah you know i i really think that there's a special place in hell for people that try to scam people especially when it comes to seniors um it's and we had um, we had 39 Ohioans report losing almost $870,000 last year, 2020, to sweetheart scams. It was much worse the year before. So I think maybe the pandemic actually um, detracted on some of those numbers. And uh, a lot of people have not been scamming as much. But now we're starting to see it move up again, the numbers. Um, but please report this. If you see something wrong, blow the whistle and talk to the Ohio Attorney General's office. I mean, we are on, um, we even have chat available on ohioprotects.org and ohioattorneygeneral.gov. So if you see something, say something, because even if we can't stop the person in their tracks, we can at least warn folks through our education initiatives, through podcasts like this, through all different channels on um, things to beware of. And we can try to make sure people understand that uh, here's a site where, where some scammers are hanging out. Here's a reverse image search you can do. Here's some tools. We learn about these tools um, from consumers sometimes. So please let us know if you do spot a scam or if you're in the middle of a scam and they, you want to get out of the relationship, but you want to report it somewhere. We are a great place to report those scams. And the to. other part of that is I think there's a lot higher numbers of people that that are scammed and do not report it. And the main reason that they don't report is uh, they're usually embarrassed or they're afraid that their children will, if they retell them, that their children will take away different um, outlets of communication, whether it be a smartphone, whether it be they take away their credit card or their car or whatever the case may be to try to, to curb this. So the other half of that is if your parent comes to you and says, Hey, you know, this happened and I, and I think that I might be in trouble or I lost some money or whatever to not treat them like children and scold them and take away privileges, educate them, talk to them about what happened, how it happened, how it could be prevented moving forward. Um, you know, do they need to put up reminder notes around their digital devices or their telephone or whatever the case is just to kind of keep them in, in line with, oh, this this person said this, look, this card says that they might say that maybe I should not do something like say something bad. Um, but to not treat them like children and scold them and be taking away stuff, unless it's a recurring issue all the time. And they're really losing a lot of money over and over and over. You want to curb tail that obviously. 
And the other, the other thing that puts seniors sort of in the vulnerable category and older adults in the more vulnerable category is sometimes they're fairly new to the technology. They haven't been using the smartphone for 15 or 20 years. They haven't been using the internet for 20 or 30 years. And so, um, you know, there are times when someone who's new to technology can become vulnerable and not understand what permissions they're giving a company with their apps, or they might not understand how information can get out to scammers about them that they share. If they think they're only sharing something in Facebook with friends, sometimes it can be posted or screenshot or archived and go to a much broader universe of, of users. So just be careful about oversharing and be careful about putting any personal identifying information online about you or even discussing those things online on public free public wi-fi you never know who are friends of friends and your friend even though you may be meticulous about not letting people that you don't know on your friend list and your friends list may be very very small because of that your friend may not or your friends may not be as um as meticulous with that they may just let anybody on their friends so it kind of is counterintuitive for you to only post to friends to friends when your friends aren't um careful and so anybody's seeing it then anyway so if you don't want something to be seen out there in public don't put it on the internet that's just what it comes down to and there will be people that will accept anybody as a friend so if you have if you have the kind of Facebook friend that has tons and tons of friends and half of them you swear up and down are scammers or people they haven't met in person or you know people with with backgrounds that you might question those are all the more reasons to be skeptical and to to say no and to run the other way from um, from some of these uh, some of these scam okay, artists. Okay, so one last question before we wrap this up, Ryan. Um, do you think that, and you might see the numbers there, um, does romance scams and sweetheart scams tend to lead up to romance, uh, to Valentine's Day more often, or do they tend to start around Valentine's Day and people know that people are lonely and so they kind of start reaching out to them on that day, trying to trigger those, those feelings of, of loneliness? Or is it, and I mean, I know it's year round. There, there's no holiday that can trigger something more than others, but, um, but does it trigger something more for around Valentine's Day that people feel they're at their loneliness? Well, just like legitimate marketing and communication profession, professionals look of what holidays are going on and what's in the news and what's on the calendar, scammers sitting in Nigeria, scammers sitting in Jamaica, Everybody knows Valentine's Day, at least for a lot of our cultures, is February 14th. So it, it's not a hidden secret. It's, it's right out there. So are, are people a little more vulnerable when it comes to being sweetest day and Valentine's Day? Yes, because the scammer may be able to latch on to your heartstrings at that time when you're reading about everybody else's chocolates that they've enjoyed with their sweetie or roses they've gotten that you wish you would have gotten. So I think everything, you know, it can happen any time of year, but I think your antennas should be up just at least as much during um, Sweetest Day and Valentine's Day than at other times of the year. But having said that, scammers have 24 hours a day and seven days a week to apply their trade. 
what works for them, what doesn't work for them. They'll make call after call after call until they get money. And then they'll keep after it until they get more money. You know, I would imagine also that an anniversary of a loved one would make somebody very susceptible as well as feeling lonely and open to talking to strangers about stuff and whatever. So I imagine that scammers tend to have um, things that they're looking for on Facebook, such as, you know, people say, Oh, it's been a year since my husband died. I really miss him. Or um, some of the, we talked one time about the uh, legacy settings and um, finding some of those, um, profiles that are set to legacy settings and seeing if they can get information about when that person died and reaching out to their, um, to their widow and, and pulling on their heartstrings around those times as well. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing since I've been at my job at the attorney general's office, how many kinds of either phishing scams or other types of scams are truly targeting people um, with just a little bit of information about them online. You might think, well, you know, I don't have a bank account at a big bank, so I'm never going to get a phony email from from my local bank. You'd be surprised. Just like, you know, oh, I don't have very much money and I haven't been online for very long, so nobody's going to probably target me. You need to think again. You might be most targeted for some of those reasons. Yeah, it's really a shame. All right, Ryan. Well, tell people um, how they can uh, get a hold of the attorney general's office um, if they need help. Yeah, we have a great help center that's available at 800-282-0515. Please dial correctly because, um, you know, there's always scammers that take up phone numbers that are close to legitimate phone numbers. So 800-282-0515 or online at ohioprotects.org. That's www.ohioprotects, with an S at the end, dot O-R-G. And there's a lot of great information. Even if you don't live in Ohio, you can still be checking out the Ohio Protects website, right? Absolutely. There's information that's good internationally on our website, as well as throughout the 50 states. So these scam tips are good for everybody. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. And I will look forward to speaking to you again next week when we talk about another scam and y'all are going to have to wait until absolutely to find out what scam that is so join us uh next week we'll it'll be on the list and every week we're going to feature a different scam here on out so um get educated and share this with the people that you know and love that can use this information great thanks so much i appreciate your help ryan Getting the word out. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Thanks. You too. Thanks for listening to the Hip Senior Podcast. Remember to subscribe or you'll miss out on more inspirational stories that will make your golden years into platinum years. If you'd like to learn more about the senior services provided today, please visit us online at www.thehipsenior.com.